0: Welcome to Snazzy Stories, put some pepper in thy step and lend an ear to the terrific tells of the past. welcome to snazzy stories if you would like to keep the storytelling alive please go to patreon.com slash snazzy stories and donate to my storytelling adventure also subscribe to snazzy stories on itunes or spotify or many podcast apps or go to SnazzyStories.com. also leave a review when the nazis invaded poland in 1939 the people of poland did not just sit by and watch they found a way to fight back Resistance groups were formed, and the fighting began. One person of amazing bravery emerged on the scene, Told Poleski. He was the founder of the secret Polish army, Polish resistance group, which eventually merged with other resistance groups to become the home army resistance group. The Nazis immediately began setting up death camps after the invasion of Poland. The first arrival of prisoners to Auschwitz was in May of 1940. Once these death camps became operational, information about what was occurring in the camps was being spread through Poland, spread by railroad workers and local civilians. The Polish resistance groups were determined to find out what kind of place these camps really were. V. told Poleski, along with his fellow resistors, needed information on these camps. Poleski volunteered to be captured, taken to Auschwitz, and gather evidence as an eyewitness to the camp. He decided he would take on Auschwitz, in order to get the truth of these camps to the rest of the world. Leaving behind his wife and two children in Warsaw, Poland, he went to a protest against the Nazi regime on September 19, 1940, in Warsaw. He carried a card with a false name and was rounded up by the Nazis with 2,000 others. For two days before his transfer to Auschwitz, he was beaten with rubber batons. Once he reached the camp, he was given a number, 4859. He immediately formed an underground resistance group right inside the death camp. The group's goals were to boost morale by smuggling in food, medications, and clothing to the inmates of the camp. The food rations given to the prisoners were designed to have them only live for six weeks. Poleski was told by a german officer, quote, "Whoever will live longer, it means he steals. You will be placed in a special commando where you will live short." Unquote. But Poleski was determined to live long enough to smuggle out reports of what all the prisoners experienced. With supporters of the resistance group inside Auschwitz, he was able to begin documenting the brutalities that the prisoners faced on a day-to-day basis. SS soldiers gave an assignment to Polish prisoners to take their laundry into town. With an opening such as this, Poleski could send messages smuggled in dirty clothes that could be passed to the underground home army. Poleski spent two and a half years voluntarily in Auschwitz and he witnessed the transition from a camp that mostly held political prisoners and military prisoners to a camp that was responsible for carrying out Hitler's final solution. Large amounts of information in his reports were smuggled out of the camp to the Polish resistance on the outside. Peleski's reports were smuggled out by people who had escaped or civilian workers who were sympathetic to the resistance cause and agreed to help. The first reports were out by October of 1940 in Warsaw. The Polish government was living in exile in London, and Pileski's report reached the British government, specifically Winston Churchill, in the spring of 1941, which gave all who read it the knowledge of what the Nazi regime was doing to human beings. Another camp by the name of Auschwitz II was built in 1941 and was designed to keep the prisoners of war and kill them by starvation, overwork, and execution. The original camp Auschwitz I began to morph into a place of death for over a million Jews, Poles, gypsies, homosexuals, or anyone who opposed the Third Reich. And all of this was witnessed by Poleski, documented, and his information was brought to the outside world. Many people on the outside were shocked by his reports and believed he was exaggerating. They could not imagine human beings doing so many treacherous acts against other human beings. But, the resistance groups outside the camp were confident that if the reports made it to the British leader, Churchill, that something would be done. That the British could save the prisoners from the gas ovens and the mass graves. But no help came. A request was made from the Home Army Resistance Group for the British and Americans to bomb the train lines, so that the trains carrying the prisoners to the camp would be halted, even if it was for a short time, would still be helpful. But alas, no such attempt was made. In 1943, the Gestapo had made great strides in tracking down resistance members. Many top members were killed by the secret police. Pileski believed he now needed to escape Auschwitz with his life and the information to tell the world what he had witnessed in hopes that liberation of these camps would become a top priority. Luckily, Poleski was transferred to the camp's bakery two miles outside the actual camp of Auschwitz. With the help of two friends, he was able to cut the phone lines and alarm lines in the bakery, overpower a guard, and escape the bakery running through the night. Puleski wrote, quote, Shots were fired behind us. How fast we were running, it is hard to describe. We were tearing the air into rags by quick movements of our hands. Unquote. Poleski successfully escaped the horror he had endured. He escaped in April of 1943. He made it back to the Polish resistance headquarters in Warsaw, Poland, and compiled all he had seen into the Vitold report. His report included his eyewitness accounts of the brutality of the prisoners in the form of forced sterilizations, horrific experiments, and mass executions. His reports and others of the wretchedness of human behavior was being told early on in the war. But people were not listening. The Polish resistance, along with Poleski, took up arms in 1944 during the Warsaw Uprising. Their hope was that because the Soviet Union was advancing on Poland, and had joined the Allies at this point, that they would join their fight and help them take back their city of Warsaw and Poland from the Nazis. However, Stalin, the leader of the Soviet Union, did not want anything to help restore the exiled Polish government to Poland, and he certainly did not want any part of the Polish resistance to survive, because Stalin himself wanted Poland as a communist country. The Soviets stalled their advance, and watched as the Germans counterattacked the resistance and slaughtered them. Poleski was taken prisoner and remained as a prisoner of war in Bavaria until the end of the war, when the camp was liberated by American forces in April of 1945. Poleski eventually joined the next fight Poland had on its plate against the Soviet occupation through intelligence. He spent some time in Italy, but ultimately in December of 1945, he went back to his home of Warsaw to gather information on the hostile Soviet government that had taken control of Poland after World War II. While there, his cover had been blown, and he was warned to get out of Poland, but he continued on with his plan of exposing the Soviet regime despite the personal risks. In April of 1947, he was arrested and imprisoned. After a year of tortured imprisonment, a trial was held in March of 1948, which of course ended in a death sentence. At the age of 47, he was executed by being shot in the back of the head at a prison in Warsaw on May 25, 1948. The fall of the Soviets in 1989 finally gave people's stories a voice. Told Pileski's story finally was heard, and he has become a hero to many, many people. And he was a hero to many, many people during World War II. He brought hope to people in a dire situation in the death camp of Auschwitz and brought a voice to thousands of prisoners. He also lit up the world about the darkness these people were living in. He is a hero of hope to all throughout the world. He gave hope to those fighting against evil, and he still does. Even if you are outnumbered, hope can be brought to the most destitute and horrifying of places, and that in itself can make an incredible difference. When we see or experience the terrible atrocities in our society or in our world, be the resistance that brings hope to make our world better. Ellie Wiesel said, quote, We must take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. Thank you for listening to Snazzy Stories. Come back again where everyone has a story.